Welcome to the No Filter Photography Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Cook. Today, I have another Houston photographer. She does kids' birthdays, where from cake smashing to even a unicorn appearing at the photo shoots. Please help me welcome Mary-Kate Stallions. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So, um... You were ready to go. <laughs> I try. <clears throat> um, how do you say your last name? Stallings. Stallings, okay. Yeah, so Mary-Kate Stallings. That sounds good. Um, and you do the uh, children's birthday sessions. Yeah, I, I photograph kids, yeah. So I do children photography, and most of them just happen to be birthday themed, like a lot of first birthday photo shoots for sure. Okay. All right, so well, I'll count to three. I'll introduce you, and then we'll go from there. Uh, okay. and you got the questions, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw them earlier. Okay, cool. So I guess one, two, three. I am here with Mary-Kate Stallings. How are you doing yes. today? I'm doing great. What about you? I'm doing pretty good. Can you tell the audience a little more about uh, uh, can you tell the audience a little more about yourself? Uh-huh. Yes. So I do children photography in Houston, Texas. I do really whimsical, colorful, fun photos like birthday photos, glitter sessions, and even unicorn photo shoots with a with a real unicorn. A real unicorn. Of course. <laughs> yep. Just another day and do my job. Right. Uh-huh. So, uh, how did you get your start in doing uh, children's photography? Yeah, well, okay. So, I'll, how I started doing photography, I was just like a kid. Uh, I was into it. I was like six and I handed the camera. And I was like, wow, this is great. This is fun. And so, I've been on the path of making it into a career since I was like a toddler. Um, but I photographed like outside stuff and adults and seniors and they were all pretty boring and then i was babysitting and i was like i like kids i should try photographing them and then i did i was like oh this is so much more fun <laughs> like like <laughs> laugh and giggle and everything it's just you know it's not as much of like a transaction okay so just stand here it's like this fun thing so that was my little my little path i was gonna do like um conceptual photography for a long time like when i was in um high school and after um, but you don't really make, can't really make too much of a living just doing, uh, weird photos. So I needed to turn around into something that people would pay for, for sure. Right. That's, yeah. that's no lie. Um, mm-hmm. what camera did you start with? Oh, I mean, since I started as a kid, I don't even know. I went through like a million cheap point and shoots, you know? Um, I think like, uh, maybe my first like real camera was like a, Nikon 3100 or something or it might have been something crazy I think my neighbor was like hey I have this old camera sitting around it looks like it would be real and I was like looks real to me I was like I don't know the difference um so a bunch of little cameras and then some random Nikon someone had sitting around man those point and shoot cameras that you can't you can't really go bad with those either <laughs> yeah no i mean i'm i'm the biggest fan of working with what you got i took some photos with those like
You good? You can hear me? Yes, ma'am. All right. Uh, I'll, you cut out after, or I heard middle school. Okay, yeah. So um, I took some photos with a point and shoot when I was in like middle school. Um, and when I went into high school, I started entering photos, competitions and stuff. And I just thought it was funny that these like point and shoot photos were like now like getting awards and stuff, even though the camera was like 40 bucks. <laughs> so you can't, I definitely, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't really focus on what you want to, what, what technology has now. Yeah. So, um, how did your first children's birthday session go as a photographer? Yeah. So, um, I think it was back when I was still doing like my conceptual weird little photos. Um, some friend of my mom's was like, Hey, do that. But well, with my kids, here you go, and here's money. And I was like, oh, whoa, I'm going to get money for this. This is cool. Um, but I had it planned out, like, to the key, like, what we were going to do. And I took them to my weird field I did photos at, and I went great. I mean, I should have some, like, bad, sad little story, but I had it planned out, and we got some, like, really cute, really Photoshopped photos of these kids. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Where – where around Houston do you actually do this, if so you don't mind I'm me asking? In, yeah, so I'm in West Houston, and I have um, a studio. And so I do all of my photos in there. I, I mean, Unicorn can't, unfortunately. I really would love to never have to leave it, but that's the one time I leave it. Everything else is in my studio. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so what do you think has improved since you started doing photography, and what do you think still needs to be improved like on my skill level or what just in general just in general okay um yeah i saw this earlier i mean i've improved in a million and ten different ways since i've been doing it for absolutely forever i'd say mostly on the editing wise just getting better at editing um i mean at the moment and it's hard you know when i edit a photo now i'm like this looks perfect i couldn't possibly improve it in any way but looking back on it, like a year from now, I'm sure I'll say, oh, I should have done this, this, and this. But I always strive for, like, my current state of perfection. Um, but I also wanted to mention, like, the whole being a photographer thing. It is so, so much more business than uh, taking photos. I mean, I take photos for, like, 5% of my job. Um, so what I probably learned the most in is just running a business and taxes and being profitable and paying all that I mean that I'm constantly learning and constantly need to learn so much more because it's so freaking hard to run a business and like not go insane um but the photo and I think I get a little better each year but it's mostly the business stuff that is just overwhelming and I'll never learn everything about it (laughs) so uh, speaking on the business side what do you think Uh Have you learned the most about running a, uh, a photography business? Um, you got to charge what you're worth and you got to, you know, get yourself um, be paid for all the hard work you're putting in. I mean, it's it is so much work. I tell everyone. I mean, if I did 15 minute mini, that's an hour of me cleaning and 30 minutes of me talking to them and me setting it up and then shooting and then editing and talking like it is a six hour thing and they think it's 15 minutes so you need to charge for all the hours you're working plus a third of that probably goes to taxes and a third of it goes to business expenses so
Oh, did I cut out again? <laughs> yeah, um, it's okay. okay. I heard... Um, Probably the gist. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, After the taxes, you cut out. Okay. Well, yeah, I just think it's really important for people to figure out their cost of doing business, all the expenses, all the hours that go into it, and make sure you're getting paid fairly for all your hard work. Exactly. And people think coming into it, it's more... You know, you'll be doing more photography, taking pictures, than doing the business side. And it's really from from your point of view, is it? It's more doing the business side, and then like you know, it's a three hour session, or just say three hour three hours total. But you're spending fifteen minutes doing the photos, and you know, however long editing. But it's more the rest of the time is the business. Yes, and people don't think about that even other photographers who say oh well i should only charge 50 bucks if it's a 30 minute session it's like well if you're driving an hour there you know yeah it's it's not a get a rich quick kind of job it's i mean it's hard I me mean, any small business no matter what i was doing if i was running my own business i would be talking about how much work it is and how much people need to be paid fairly for it exactly always tar- the whoever's listening charge what you're worth yeah and pay taxes. Do everything properly. Oh, yeah. And do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what have you learned since you started doing photography? Through, I mean, well, we just we got the business side. But uh, out of using your camera, what have you, asked, what have you learned? Um, I don't know. Maybe better with lighting. I mean, my camera is just... A, a very small tool to me, but um, that maybe I've gotten a lot better with my lighting and making sure I have it set up in a way that's the most flattering to the clients versus just going outside and taking it and um, hoping that works. But um, learning more about how that works and um, yeah, I guess I think that's probably the biggest thing because I do a lot. I'm way more about Photoshop and about the experience than I am like tech savvy. You know, I know my. I have basically the same settings for every single shoot. I pick up my same camera with my same lens, put in the same settings. So it's really like all of my like stuff that like makes my shoots these days. Right. Well, in the beginning, in the beginning to uh, taking pictures of the kids and uh, people, did you have trouble um, when you're editing like, editing you know the, uh, the picture and having their skin tone like you know, go a little darker or go a little light too light or anything like that did i have trouble figuring out how to edit that yeah um yeah it's really really important to get it as bright as possible in camera which i have learned and if you get your color balance right you're, you're good that's really you can edit a photo for hours and hours but it won't look nearly as good as if you just got your white balance correct in camera because if they're a little blue or a little yellow it's going to take forever to fix that and making sure it's they're lit enough in person gives them a way more realistic skin tone like maybe 
my phone like snoozes, it cuts out. I think so. It's okay. okay. I'll, I'll click on it in a couple seconds, I guess. Um, so what do you use to edit your, uh, your pictures? I'm mostly Photoshop. I think most professionals use that. I'll use Lightroom here and there if I need like a quick fix for all of them, but I hardcore Photoshop every photo to get every, uh, every imperfection out and every random Cheerio on the floor out of the photos. Right. Yeah. A lot of face swaps and stuff. It's a more Photoshop than I, I could do, but I know how. So I'm like, well, I gotta make this as, as uh, perfect as I can. Yeah. Um, if somebody was looking to get into doing photography and looking to buy a camera and some gear, would you recommend them buy a new camera and new gear or used camera and a used gear, like going to a, a photography uh, shop or going like to Best Buy, uh, Target or Walmart and buying something new? Um, I'd say if you're like a beginner as in like, you know, you're a high school, college kid, you probably don't have as much money. I'd say whatever you can get your hands on that is the cheapest at the time. If you're just getting into it, you shouldn't buy the top of the line camera. You don't even know how to use it. I, I mean, it's a waste. You should get whatever is easiest for you, whatever's cheapest, get in your hands, learn what you like, learn what kind of photography you're into. Cause that'll change the, you know, professional camera you should invest in. So, you know, if Best Buy is having a sale and they're a minute away from you, go get that. If you sell one eBay, I buy, a lot of my cameras on eBay because some people will buy them and use it for two seconds and they just need to get rid of it. And so I'll buy it on there as long as you can make sure like, you know what like the shutter count is, um, then it's fine. So there's also, that's also another option, but just whatever cheapest and easiest is my recommendation. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's real true. You don't want to break the bank when you're just trying to start out and, get a, a fancy a really fancy camera and two months you later no idea what you're doing yeah for sure yeah you mean and yeah, borrow a camera figure out what you want also renting a camera is really cool if you want to like figure out which professional you want to professional camera you want to invest in um mm -hmm. definitely rent a couple which are really easy and affordable these days to figure out which one you want that too so you don't get like i said you want to get a fancy camera and then two months later is just collecting dust in your room and then it ends up on ebay where i will buy it <laughs> everybody watch out <laughs> um so what has been your favorite kids um uh, session that have you taken so far oh my gosh my favorite ever oh no um there is this one kid who didn't want to be in the photos. He just wanted to be in my lap, and I just about cried. Oh. <laughs> I have a lot of instances like that that I just, oh, my gosh. I don't want to give these kids back to their parents sometimes. They're so cute. They're so happy. Um, there was another one. I was having um, a long day. I was exhausted. It was just, oh, my God, photo shoot after photo shoot. It's Christmas time, so it's just insane. And um, it was a dog's first birthday photo shoot. I was uh, so excited for this. And the owner said, hey, is it okay if the dog's uncle comes too? And I was like, oh, yeah. So like her brother. Okay. No, that was the dog's uncle. So it was another dog. 
Really? So, yes. Like, like her mom owns the uncle, like they got from the same breeder. And so it was from like the breeder or whatever, the group before them. And so I'm just sitting here, like, you know, rushing, trying to clean in time, whatever. And then these two big dogs come in and they're so happy and they're just running around. And I'm just like, laughing and crying of joy i have this big print of this dog now in my studio because like i can't be sad when i look up like, to this photo of a dog with a birthday hat on i mean like how can you not smile so uh yeah i had a lot of kids up in my lap so all of those and definitely the dog birthday shoot were just like like the happiest times ever i love it i bet <laughs> so I, I guarantee you people are you know listening right now are wondering you know you do a lot of kids sessions and stuff like that how do you make these kids you know be still or you know not want to cry and not want to take pictures yeah so for one i always tell every parent this i cannot make your kid be still i won't um i will try to make them happy so the game we're playing is run to the backdrop and run away. We're going to play that, and I'm going to take photos of them when they're running towards me. Um, it's all about being patient and having fun with these kids. If you get stressed out, they can tell, and they're not going to be happy, and everyone's stressed and we're crying. But if a kid's throwing something at me, I mean, I'm going to go with them. Oh, my gosh, again. Oh, you almost got me, whatever. You know, it's not the time to teach them manners. That's the time to get smiles. And so I think before you try and you know, be a children's photographer, you should spend some time with kids, do some babysitting, you know, hang out with some friends, kids and, you know, figure out what makes them smile, which is normally just being loud and crazy. I mean, if I throw a balloon at a kid's face, it's almost impossible for them not to laugh. Um, So just going with the flow and being patient and working with them and making it all fun. I can't make a two-year-old sit still and smile. They'll cry if I tell them to do that, you know? You can make an eight-year-old do it, but these toddlers, these little kids, you got to just make it as fun and entertaining as possible, and then they'll smile, and you just got to be ready to take the photo. Yeah, and if you don't have any friends with with kids and you have a brother or other siblings that have kids, be Mm -hmm. a good uncle or a a good aunt and go spend time with them and just take your camera with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I mean, if you know absolutely no one, you join some group and you say, I'm doing free kid photos because I don't know what I'm doing. And then you're going to figure out pretty quick what works and what doesn't with them. Um, or yeah. it's even for you because some people say they want to do it and then um, it's not their thing and they'd rather photograph, you know, products and stuff that don't run and scream. Um, <laughs> so that's also a good thing as you know, it's not for everyone. But no. If you love kids and you're great with them, and this is a great job for you because a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to do it, and the parents would much rather bring their kids to someone that's happy to see them and is not like, oh, great, a, a toddler, get out of here. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, my favorite kind, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you you have to just about love what you know. How can I say? You love the like, you know, what you do yeah. to you can and you can tell if someone's passionate about their kind of photography or not, because you don't want to improve on something if you're like whatever. Like I don't if I had to photograph trees, I would do a terrible job because I don't care about a tree, you know? But there's some <laughs> tree nature loving people out there who would like take a beautiful photo and you could tell from it, like, oh, 
they like this. They're passionate about it. This makes sense. Exactly. Before you started doing children's uh, birthday sessions, did you ever try anything else besides uh, Mm -hmm. taking pictures of uh, Of children or uh, people? Uh, um, People, no. Well, okay, okay. So here, I'll, I'll go backwards. Okay, so I do this now. Before this, um, well, I did boudoir at the same time, kind of, mm-hmm. um, which is like women and lingerie and stuff, people who don't know. Um, it was real classy, though, and I loved it, and then I stopped loving it, and then you could tell I wasn't so passionate about it, so then I quit. Um, before that, I photographed like women, like headshots and seniors, but they're very picky on how they look, and kids don't care. Um, and then before that, I did conceptual photography, very photoshopped, meant to be in like museums and prints, like not commercial, whatever, but like art. Um, and that's what I did for like five, six years. That's what I thought was I was going to do forever. Um, and before that, like I was like eight. So just like pine cones and stuff. <laughs> pine cones. I bet there were very good pictures of pine cones. You know, I have a photo of a flower that um is still framed on my grandma's house. Every time I come over, I'm like, man, she got an early print of a professional photographer's photo right there. <laughs> you better it, as far as your grandma hasn't told you to sign it, it might be worth something one I day. I know, I know, but they'll be so confused. I'm like, she doesn't photograph flowers. Like it's one of a kind then. It's a, one of the rare flower photos. Cause now I will not photograph anything else like because i'm so as i told you i have such a system down at the same spot same light same settings whatever someone's like hey bring your camera along to this i'm like no i can't like i would do such a bad job and i'm very good at the one thing i do so i won't do anything else so when did you start putting in with the unicorn yeah so that was like four years ago now which is it's been a while. Me and this unicorn go way back. Um, I don't know what gave me that idea. I probably saw someone else did a unicorn photo, but um, I tried it out and it went great. And now I do uh, maybe four different unicorn shoots a year. I'll do two in the spring and two in the fall with my same little unicorn company. Um, and we go outside. And um, before starting this spring, I now have a backdrop, which I use outside, which is, like, the best thing ever because every single shoot, even if it was the same day, it would look so different from each other. Um, really? The lighting would change. Yeah, it was frustrating because in my studio, it looked the same every single second. But outside, the lighting would change and the more clouds would come out. So just an hour apart, these photos would be so different, much less, you know, a month apart. And so I would say, hey, this is what your photos would look like. And then I would take them and go, well... It still looks good, but doesn't look like that. So now I have a humongous backdrop. It is 20 feet wide, 10 feet tall um, outside. And so then my photos will look the same and be more consistent. And it's a production. I mean, these are the most exhausting thing I could do. But yeah, it's a huge backdrop in this like trailer for my dresses and the kids to change. And then there's an animal and there's kids and then it's back to back. It is hectic, but... The actual photos are so magical, and the kids like cry. They're so happy. Like, one, I mean, the parents will surprise them. They're like, hey, we're gonna go to park. And we'll say, okay. And then there's a unicorn there, and it's just like makes their life. And it looks really real. You can't tell. I mean, it is real. It's a unicorn, but um, 
Everything. Exactly. I mean, yeah. But um, so the experience makes it all worth it. The clothes make it worth it. But it is exhausting. <laughs> I feel like all I'm saying is just like, hey, my job's exhausting. Like, that is like what anyone will get from this. But at least I like it, you know? be a lot worse if I was like my job's exhausting and I don't like it and that's it you know I mean you, you do work with kids all day but it could be like at you know when you get the the, the photos done the family photos done at the the mall and you know that that person behind that camera is just all right just look at the camera click 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 you know you're actually moving around you, yeah I mean, you, at the end of the day, I'd rather me be exhausted than my clients. So, um, was one of my little motto things is that it's supposed to be a fun experience for the kid and easy experience for the parents. So, I provide the outfits. Like, I have a huge collection of outfits and accessories, all the props. You come here with your child in your hands and you're done. You want to sit back, relax, you want to watch Netflix, that's fine. I'll get your kid. I'll do my best to make them smile. I'll give them cake. I'll get covered in cake. I'll clean them up for you, hand them back to you. I'll help you go through the photos. So, yes, I'd rather be exhausted and tired, but my, my clients have an easy, nice experience, and it's stressful for them. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so how does your process uh, – can you take me through a day of, you know, how from the beginning of how you get everything situated to the, the parent and the kid their kid comes and for the photo shoot what happens during the well i guess we went over to what happens during the photo shoot and you know they pick the they pick the the photos they want and then can you just take me through a a day of your life (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah so i get up really early because i'm a little morning bird and then i go to my studio um, and then I will clean because it's always a disaster. I never clean when I leave. I'm too tired. So then I'll clean for a long time. Um, I'll set up the first backdrop. Clients will get there. Let's say it's a cake smash. We'll do like normal photos with a cute outfit. Bring out the cake. They'll smash it. We'll often do a, a bath. I have a bath prop filled with bubbles. They get clean. They get happy. While the parents kind of clean them up, um, dry them off, um, I'll pull up the photos on my computer. And if they want to go through them, then they can, or they can do them over Zoom, or I can send them a gallery, um, and then they leave. And I normally, on the weekends, I'll do, like, three of those um, during the normal year. During Christmas, it's, like, six, because that's crazy time. Um, And then I just do it three more times in a day, and then I eat somewhere in between the shoots, and then I leave at, like, five or six. It's often, like, a 12-hour day, just, like, constant. Um... And then I edit them, and then which takes forever. And then I'll send them to them about a week later. Um, so that's their process. And they book on my website, which has all the information, um, all of my outfits, all of my backdrops, all of my times. So they can plan everything so the actual shoot can go as like seamlessly as possible with everything already planned out. You you sound like you have a very very busy day. Yeah, you know, some days. I mean, today I didn't leave my couch. Um, so, you know, some days are super busy. And Christmas is like six days, so it's super busy. And then during the week, I normally just recover. 
So Mondays are my my day off are always, always, always. So it's very cool like Sunday night, you know, everyone's like, oh man, I gotta work. I'm not looking forward. Like, I get to sleep in. I don't have to be up at six. This is awesome. Um, and then it's Friday and everyone's like, woman, okay, Friday night. All right, I'm ready. I had a day of work. I got two more. It's very flip-flopped from like most other careers. Oh yeah. It it can be. Um So do you have any tips for anyone that's wanting to start doing photography or wants to do children photography? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my biggest advice, which I don't even know if this is like a very popular advice, but the best thing I can tell people is to look at as many different photographers work as you can, both like famous, you know, in a book and just locally, just on Instagram, because you could take a photo and think this is the best photo ever. I can't approve it. Or if you say, okay, I took this flower, uh, or I took this photo of a flower, let me look up other people who do that. And then you go, oh, wow, not to make yourself feel bad, but like theirs look so professional. And why is that? Oh, it's because they did this in the background and this is this. And then you kind of keep going and say, let me try what they did. Let me try what they did. You can't steal like their exact photo and their setup. But I think that's the best way to learn and improve is to like see what other professionals are doing and um get inspired and learn from them and learn from what makes them stand out and what made them you know um everyone want to book them and whatever i did that a lot in high school i mean i was looking at so many different photographers and i got to meet some of them and um and other photographers normally love to teach you things i mean if you like message me like tell me all of this and we about all this, like no they're like hey how did you accomplish this and that photo i'm like i would love to tell you because i liked how i did that too so I think that's really important to try and learn from photographers, look at their work, reach out to them. I like intern shadowed for a bunch of photographers in high school just because I asked and they were like, oh, how sweet. Sure. Come in and watch me do a shoot. And then, you know, they're happy to answer stuff. So, yeah, just not staying in your own bubble. If you just take photos and then you just take them, and you don't ever reach out or look or compare or anything. You're not going to improve. So all of that, that's my advice. Well, that's good advice, though. I mean, you're right. If you don't, you know, Instagram has a lot of photographers on there. And if you don't, you know, you take a picture of, I don't know, a tree mm-hmm. and you do it, you know, you do it this way, but you look on Instagram and they do it a different way and it looks a little better than yours, you know, you're like, oh, okay. If I do it that way, you know, it'll look good. But also don't, like you said, don't exactly copy them. Yeah. Put your little twist on it. Yeah. And also it's very, by looking at photographers, you can then discover other kinds of photography. Because if you just say someone, like a random person off the street, they'll just think, okay, they take pictures of family and probably everything. And like, no, I didn't know boudoir was a thing, you know, and then that worked for me and I absolutely loved it. Cake smashes, I didn't know was a thing. It's such a specific kind of photography. And there's other things. People love taking photos of skyscrapers. They love doing night photography. And it's like, you got to look at all these different kinds and find the one that you like. Because if you just do everything, I don't know too many people that are great at everything, you know, they'll be good at like one or two different kinds of photography, but, um, it's, I don't know, it's kind of easier to like find something and master it than trying to learn everything at once. Exactly. And 
if you're just starting out, don't just start doing street photography. Try <laughs> do street photography and then do, you know, try landscape or yeah. nature or, you know, just stuff like that to find what you're good at. Right. And try different stuff. Cause it's, it's, I mean, I'm very much in the same thing, but I've been doing it for forever. But if you're just starting out, you definitely want to try different things and different editing techniques and different lenses and you see what works for you and know that you can create absolutely anything. You don't say, I want to point and shoot and I don't have a studio, so I'll just do this. Like you can put a black towel on your wall and you have a studio. Like it's not, you don't need anything to create these photos. You could create, I mean, all these incredible things with a very small budget and just some creativity. Um, I used to do self-portraits of like my conceptual stuff and I would have my camera balancing on a shoe, balancing on a laundry basket and I would take photos of that and then I would Photoshop it into something really cool. Um, so you just gotta get creative early on to create the kind of stuff that you want and not be limited by your resources. And you can find a lot of, like well, like we said, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And you can find a lot of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, all the tutorials. Yeah, um, I, I didn't mention, I didn't go to college like, at all, not even just after photography. Um, and I'm very glad that I didn't, I didn't go because I don't teach absolutely any of this. There's no cake smash classes. There's no how to make a baby smile. There's like not how to run a photography business profitably. Um, so... I, I'm all about learning by experience and Googling when necessary. Oh, my biggest um, way to learn, we those Facebook groups. Um, Facebook better not leave. I know everyone's like not loving it as much, but it is the best thing. All these groups, you can mm -hmm. just, I mean, you look up Houston photography and there's like 12 different of them. There's five different cake smash ones. I mean, there's so many things and there's thousands of people in each group willing to teach you who to say hi i'm new i bought a camera yesterday here's my question and you'll immediately have these like responses that aren't you know a 10 year old youtube video but like a professional working today giving you i mean it's can't believe that's free it is such a cool resource and that's how honestly i found you and a yeah. bunch of other photographers i just so happened to look at I didn't even know there was a Houston photographers and There's so many <laughs> I looked and I, I was going to um, message the admin to make sure it was all right for me to do that. Well, I, I couldn't message them. So I was like, okay, well screw it. I'm just going to put it out there. If they delete it, they delete it. If not, I mean, hell, I think I had over like 30 people like yeah. answer it and just so on. And I was very surprised at it. Yeah, I know. I looked at some of those, too. You got one on there. She is, like, famous. You need to get her on here for sure. Which one is that? It's Deborah, Deborah Kosh. Um, you know, that I I am going to get her uh, on the, in the future. Uh -huh. But the funny thing is, I asked her, or she messaged me, and she said that, you know, oh, haha, ha, that's funny. We have the same last name. And I asked her, I was like, how do you pronounce your name? And she said, Cook. She pronounces oh, it Cook, C O O K, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's crazy because that's how we pronounce ours." Oh, cool! So I've actually met her several times, so I'm glad I finally know how to say her <laughs> name now. No, I've met her at least like photography. Um, there's a group if you photograph kids in Houston. It's called 
children photographers of Houston. It's like very specific for us. Um, and they've done meetups and I've met her at those and I bought props from her before. But uh, yeah, she's amazing. She like travels the world teaching. Like I was like, oh, I'm on the same podcast as her. I am equally <laughs> as famous. I was like, I'm even on it before. Ooh, but um, no, she's awesome. Um, all the Houston photographers are awesome, and they're like famous, and you meet them, and they're like a normal person. But um, there's a lot of like community over competition here, and I'm guessing other places too. So people are just happy to help and sell props and trade props and trade uh information and everything i know they're uh i saw i think i saw on there that they're trying to do a a, a meetup mm-hmm. and i don't live in he i was i'm from houston mm-hmm. but i live in Bryan now but i would if they do a meetup i definitely would love to try to go down there and meet yeah. up with everybody and meet all of y'all and you know get tips and what just have the feel of you know more photographers around yeah um that was that was a really cool thing i don't have that as much anymore but in high school and college we they would do meetups like every week and it was the coolest thing because there'd be like 40 to 50 photographers just like walking around downtown or montrose or something together like kind of taking photos but also just like hanging out and it was so cool being part of this like weird mob of photographers and i become best friends with all of them it was awesome um but now we're all like working and so we don't do that or they don't do photography anymore but that was really cool these meetups are like a really fun cool thing exactly if anybody's listening that is in houston area and you want to become a photographer if you go to houston photographers on facebook there's a group and if they have a meetup y'all should really go y'all will find some pretty cool photographers down there and they are very very good yep <laughs> i agree so one quick uh last quick question uh-huh. um so if you could go back in time what you know now as you know you've been running a successful business and what you know now what could you tell the eight-year-old you that's holding the camera oh. one of those point and shoot cameras you know what the future holds that is so cute i would cry um um all i tell her she's doing a great job keep doing what she's doing at eight because i was it was very rare to have like your career path already that and work on it um so she's doing good i would definitely talk to my 20 year old self because i was um working out of my parents garage for a long time um, I worked really, really hard to make it as nice as I could. I, um, long, long days painting. And I mean, I was working at like 18, like minimum wage jobs in order to pay for things to make my garage look nicer. It was hard, but it's a garage and it's in a, an older house. Um, and there was only so much I could do. My clients were fine. I mean, it was totally fine, but it was just like, you know, I worked long days every single day all year and i am like i'm in a garage still but now um after being there for a few years i got a small um commercial space and now i'm in an awesome studio it is so cool i have multiple rooms there's my own bathroom it's really nice i have a wardrobe room which is full of dresses huge prop room um a pink couch like it is the coolest thing and it's so close to my home and it is like just professional and awesome so I would tell her like it's gonna be okay you're not gonna be in the garage forever you're working towards a goal the goal is gonna happen 
keep doing what you're doing. It's, you're not going to be here like that much longer. Cause that was, that was hard to like not see my, I don't know, the work, the result of my work. Cause I was putting it all back into this place. But um, I also moved and stuff during all of COVID. So it was very interesting, but thankfully it worked out. I felt very crazy at the time, like July, 2020 being like, let me sign for a lease, even though the world is ending. Um, but we're still here, so uh, it worked out. That's great. So, um, for the the audience, where can mm-hmm. they see more of your work at? Yeah, so you can go to mkstallingsphotography.com, or if that's too hard for you, if you can remember HoustonCakesmash.com, that'll take you straight to my Cake Smash part of my website, which is where I send everyone to. Um, I have Facebook and Instagram under the same name, MK Stallings Photography. So you can follow all of that and see um, what my unicorns look like that I mentioned and the cake smashes. And if you don't know what that is, I don't know if we mentioned that. That's um, a one-year-old gets a cake for the first time and they get to eat it and hopefully get, and get messy. So that's what that is because everyone doesn't know. And all of my glitter and fun little photos I do. <laughs> awesome, man. It's been a pleasure being able to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Um, it was so nice. I got to go my little journey of all my life and all this, all my stuff. <laughs> and feel very important. I listen to podcasts all day long, but now I get to be on one. All right. Uh, thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Bye bye. Right. Man, it is always amazing to be able to talk to another photographer and get tips and tricks on photography. Like always, I want to leave you with a quote. The camera basically is a license to explore. I want you to go out somewhere and explore somewhere new. Go out and take new pit, new photos. Don't be afraid to explore. This will allow you to get to know your camera as well. And try something new. Like always, you know, if... You go out and do street photography. It don't matter which one, but go out and try and get to know your camera and do something new, like I said. But it would also help you to know which one you like. I mean, if if you like kids, you can try doing what Miss Stylings does and work with kids' birthdays. Uh, infant the kids uh, birthday and stuff like that but try to find something that you like doing and once again thank you for listening to the no filter photography podcast don't forget to subscribe and follow thank you